for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Today is June 7th, 2022, and today's guest is Cody Pearson. All right, welcome back to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and today's episode is 221. And today's guest, like I said, is return guest Cody Pearson. He was on uh, a couple years ago, maybe. I can't remember it, like how actually how long ago it was. I know it was in like the 150s episode, so it was a while ago. But uh, Cody lives uh, about an hour and a half south of me. He came up here. He was for Memorial Weekend. And he was driving by my house, and we already had scheduled to record, but uh, we thought it'd be a good I- idea just to have him stop in here at the house and, and record in the studio. So that's what we did. And today's episode is uh, a BS session. Uh, last season, he had a good season last season. And uh, if you guys have heard the first episode with Cody, he is a consistent killer in Michigan for sure uh, on whitetails. And this guy knows how to get it done. So, He's a, he's a good listen. He knows, you know, his property, his area. He knows how to be successful during bow season and rifle season. So he's a good listen. He's got some knowledge for sure. So that is uh, today's podcast in a nutshell. I do have a couple things before I get into the partner reads that I want you to, to hear. Uh, if anybody is going up to TAC in Michigan this, this Saturday or Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the weekend, I will be up there early Saturday morning, all day Saturday, staying the night Saturday night. I'll be in the Latitude Tree Saddles booth. Yes, the Latitude Tree Saddles booth. I'll be helping out in that booth, doing some content, but also just helping out. And uh, I guess with that being said, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag and just say, yes, 
Latitude and the Fall Podcast are now partnered together. So I'm super, super jacked about that. I've been wanting to tell everybody for a long time, and finally it's to the point where I can. So TAC, if you guys are coming up, hit me up. I am bringing hats. I'm getting hats made this this week. I've got a couple variations of it. So I'm bringing up about 25 hats. If you guys are interested, I had a couple listeners reach out to me and say, "If I know you're going to TAC. I'd like to buy a hat. Um, do you have any? So I'm going to have some. They're going to be $20 a piece. Hit me up. Uh, if you see me, come up to me, say hi to me. And just say, hey, you got any hats left or whatever. First come, first serve kind of deal. And um, yeah, I'm going to be selling those up there. So if you see me and I don't have them, I'll have them close by somewhere. But uh, it's not like I'm going to just like lay them out in the Latitude booth and just sell them there. It's just you kind of got to come up to me and ask me and and I'll get you one. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, Also, I had some notes right here and I'm trying to find them. But tack for sure. I'm going to be shooting... Saturday at some point. I think it's going to be around 1 p.m. Uh, and possibly with Greg Litzinger. So the bow hunting fiend, I've had him on a couple times. So we're hoping to get together and shoot then. Um, oh, yes. One thing I did want to mention this Thursday. So today is Tuesday in podcast world. It's the 7th as this is dropping. Thursday, two more days. My Illinois hunt from last year is dropping. So Mark your calendars. <laughs> Everybody's been asking, when are they going to go live? It's going to be on the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, and it's going to be Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So, um, yeah, if you haven't went to the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, subscribe to it, and you'll get notifications. Hit the bell notification on there. So every time a video goes up, you will know, and uh, that's going to go live. And then the following week will be my Ohio hunt. So, those are those are dropping. So just want everybody to know that. Let's get into a couple partner reads here. Make them uh, quick as I possibly can. First, Exodus Trail Cam. They're still running the the year seven code right now. You've got one more week on this code. So June thirteenth, it stops. It is their year seven anniversary sale. You can save up to twenty percent off the Exodus Render SP eighteen and the Render SP eighteen bundle. So you got one more week, like I said, when you go there, you know, put in your cart what you want, type in year seven to uh, to lock in those savings and get some cameras. Um, also, I want to tease Velvet Fest coming up here in a month, <clears throat> less than a month, actually, July Velvet Fest is starting. So get your cameras out there, get your renders out there, start getting pictures and uh, hashtag in Velvet Fest. So don't forget that. So go and do that. Next is... Helix Broadheads, and um, I've been talking with Bryant from Helix. We're going to be doing a podcast shortly. We're just trying to get logistics uh, ready here, and the giveaway is coming when that podcast drops. So if anybody is wanting to try out Helix Broadheads, this is the perfect time to get in on the giveaway. I don't know details on it yet. We're still trying to work those out, but that will be coming as well. So if you want to know more information about those, go to helixbroadheads.com and check them out. Last and not least, certainly not least, is Vector Arrows. I dropped a video last week or the week before on my HMR and my ZMR review. So the Fall Podcast YouTube channel, again, go check that out. Uh, I paper-tuned the new ZMRs and uh, 
shot those, but I kind of broke down both arrow setups, a light arrow and heavy arrow. I'm actually going to be shooting the ZMRs for TAC, the lighter arrows. So uh, that video is up there. Go check it out if you haven't already. If you guys want to get into some vectors, go to their website, use their arrow builder and type in fall 10 when you check out to uh, save some money. So go do that. Uh, lastly, thank you guys very much for all the support and all the downloads. We're going to get into this interview with Cody here. And I uh, can't thank you guys enough. Go to iTunes and go to Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and a written review. It is always greatly appreciated and it helps in the ranking. So thank you guys very much. And here's this interview with Cody. We're here for another episode. Today's guest is Cody Pearson. Return guest in studio here. Cody, thanks for making the drive up here, man. Hey, thanks for having me again. No problem. I'm you. I'm, I'm using a new mic, brand new mic, uncharted waters for me here today. And I'm trying to figure this damn thing out as we go on the fly. <laughs> it's like I probably should have done this on a different episode, but hey, hey, here we are, you know. So anyway, we're we're here. It's uh, it's beer thirty Memorial Weekend, and uh, we're recording. This will probably go out. I don't know next week or the week after. We'll see. Just depends on how everything goes with Bear Camp. Uh, I'm recording this before I go to Bear Camp in Saskatchewan, so. Glad you could come up here. We're going to be talking about some things uh, Michigan-related, but also just hunting in general-related. So before uh, the last episode we did, I think was, you said 100, or, well, I'm sorry, 153, was it the last 153 one? 153 or 154. Yep. So we did an episode, and we talked about killing bucks. I mean, you you got a piece of ground in Michigan, what was it, three to five acres, somewhere in there? Yeah, my family owns 100 acres total, and... We're all limited to our spots, and roughly I got, uh, like I said, three to five acres that I can hunt. Yep, and um, you've consistently killed some good bucks on that thing. Yeah, yep. So, I mean, one year you and your dad both killed, and then didn't he kill two bucks on yeah, it that? We both, so we both tagged out that year. Yeah, so um, as I'm getting phone calls here, but uh, I think I probably asked you this in the first podcast, like, you know, uh, whenever I'm looking at a new piece of ground or I'm hunting a piece of ground, I always look at like how many deer can be sustained coming off there. Like how many bucks can you, uh, think you can sustain taking off there and not really diminishing the herd or, you know what I mean? So has that ever crossed your mind on, you know, that little piece or do you just get so much turnover where it's like, I just know they're going to be here the next year. There's so much turnover on that property, and due to my neighbors, like I explained to before, they hardly, I don't know exactly how, they're kind of distant, Yeah. but I know they only take one buck a year. They don't shoot does, and you drive around the block um, on any given night on the fall, and you're going to see 50 to 100 deer in each Really? Field. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, yeah. our doe to buck ratio is off, like, whack. But, oh, yeah. But we have the numbers. Um it's never dawned on me. I guess no one's really ever asked me that. So yeah. as I think about it, no. I mean, I'd say, you know, if I take my two bucks every year, which now the family that we talked, my uncle and everybody, now we're only taking one buck a year off that per property. Person? Per person. Okay, so, so your dad could take one, you could take one, whoever else hunts it could take one. Exactly. So, okay. so there's roughly... I'd say six people that actually go hunt. Me and my dad and my cousin are the only bow hunters. Or not only, but pretty much the only ones that do bow hunt. Yep. So 
like the last three years I've tagged out with, or two years, um, I've tagged out on October 24th, or not tagged out, but shot my buck on October 24th, so I was done, and then I let my family, uh, you know, obviously hunt, and I just stayed out of there, but yeah, so I'm saying at max... There'd be six bucks. Six taken bucks. Off. Yep. But but you said that that's that's how many acres total? Hundred for the family. But your your little section is three to five yeah, acres. Yep. So I mean, sustaining wise, we're not talking about like my one acre and like no. what it, we're talking actually a hundred acre chunk and how many deer that can sustain. Now I'm don't get me wrong, like six bucks taking off a hundred acres to me that's a lot. Like that that's you know and and I kind of equate it to. Uh, our family farm is 218 acres and I think six bucks, dude, we, but the thing is with gun season, bow season, I would have to really get back to like the stats and what we've done year in and year out. There probably hasn't been a lot of years that we've taken six deer, six bucks off that. But I mean, there has been for sure, but the same thing, it's like they're back again. And I will say this though, and and this kind of just went off in my head, but like, what year was it? 2020, coming into 2020, we had some really good bucks uh, watching all summer. And then coming to this year, it was like, we didn't have anything like worth a damn. But then we ended up shooting some good bucks that were just like passerbys that we never saw, never seen the whole season, never seen them. And so it's like, you know, is that effect starting to take a little bit or killing all those deer or what? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. Yeah, like last year I know I believe three only three bucks got taken off of it. Me, my dad, and my cousin each took one. The twenty one season? Yep, the twenty one season. Yep. And actually the one my cousin shot was kind of like a mercy kill. It was already oh. it was gonna die. Yep. It hit by a car if, or something. We don't know really. Um they actually were walking out, it was opening day and uh it was opening day. Yep. And they seen it laying in the weeds and it wouldn't. Good buck would, or no? Wouldn't. It's actually a pretty good buck. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, it was her biggest. And the downside of it, you know, she was excited, but you couldn't get too. Right. Like, it's still be, like. Yeah. Couldn't be proud of it because. I get it. The way, I mean, the way it was taken. But. That's too bad, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you here at my house in farm country here, it's it's every year you know i'll have a buck show up probably early december right after gun season it's like he's got a chunk missing out of his back you know and like got hit right above the spine and and or one might not have a leg you know just getting and it's like God, that sucks but i'll tell you what where where i'm at and over in like big woods and my family farm it's i don't see a lot of that really so it's it's kind of interesting yeah, we don't know what happened to it. Um, I just know she, they were. They actually sat for a minute until they saw it, and she thought she kept seeing movement. Mm-hmm. So then they walked over there, and that's what it was. Jeez, so that sucks. That's too bad. Yep. So anyway, after you and I have talked since that last podcast, you know, we we were just you were just coming off the year where you and your dad both killed two bucks, so four bucks, right, on that three to five acres. Uh, twenty. No, not that year. It was 20, so this was 21, 20, we, um, 2019, I took two, her took one. I think it was 2018 was the last year we each took four. Okay. And okay. then we went to the one buck. Yep. Okay. I got you. I think 2016 is a year that we're both tagged out on pretty good, all four good bucks. Okay. So, so. W- that podcast dropped in March of 21. So we would have just come off the 20 season. 
Yep. Now, 21, how did you guys do on that farm in uh, 21 I, season? I shot a buck and a doe. Um, okay. And my dad shot a buck and a doe. Out of the same stand you and I talked about? Like yes. that killing stand, exact killing same, tree? Exactly. Really? Same spot. Yep. So, uh, honestly, dude, I, I should have probably went back and listened to that podcast, but everything meshes for me now. Like every episode, it's like, <laughs> oh, I know I recorded with him, but I really don't know the finer details of what it was. Yep. So, um, did that deer do the same thing that all those other bucks did? He did the exact same thing the 20, my 20 deer did. Yeah. Um, same path. He didn't do the exact, leading up to it, didn't do the exact thing. Um, same thing, but it was kind of cool. Um, I didn't run any trail cameras behind there last year. Uh, it was, a, it was, a, I wanted to, um, kind of see how it'd go. Like, I feel like sometimes cameras get y'all excited and then they can also be a shit, like, you know, take the wind right <laughs> out of you. Yep. So, I get it. um, didn't run any cameras was going all going off by you know sight from the road just scouting summer scouting and uh we had some pretty good bucks uh but i was going into this year i was actually gone working all last year still continued from when we originally recorded i'm still on the road so i wasn't i knew i was going to have time to do a lot of hunting so i just wanted to take a good buck Mm -hmm. you know set my sight you know go go sit have fun not be stressed out about is this buck going to come out? Is that this was buck? your goal. That was my year. goal, just yeah. to have fun and bring the fun back into it. Sure. And which I mean, fun. I'm. Just, I say that, but I started recently filming, like we've talked before. Yep. And I didn't take a camera on that day. Um, I didn't. Nothing. It was strictly like I was a little kid again, going out and stand, not knowing, yep. no cameras, nothing, no trail cam photos. And went and sat that. It was October twenty fourth uh what was this what was october how did that like leading up to that how was your deer sightings like were there deer around i, I mean seeing some good bucks yeah i was seeing pretty good bucks from, like i said just all summer scouting and then you know driving around the block kind of mm-hmm. like how you, you explain in the yep. you'll drive around you know just driving around i was seeing good bucks you know a lot of deer i can't tell you if i ever saw the buck i shot yep um it wasn't the one that i ideally was did Going see after. from the road yep yep but the way that morning played out, uh, I went to my stand. My dad went to his stand. Like I said before, they're only 90 yards apart. And uh, got settled in. Wind was perfect for me. Uh, having a good morning. Had a few does and a small buck come. Oh, this was a morning set? This is a morning set. Okay. Yep. And uh, had him come right in, uh, walk right underneath me. It was feeling good, you know, back. And actually, it was only my third time sitting for the year. Um, I'd only hunted twice before that. Just work obligations or work obligation family? and then family. And then, um, I had recently bought some property. And oh, house, yep, yep. So, um, working on the house. Yep. And then, uh, I don't know anything about that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so it was my third sit. Like I said, a buck, small buck and a doe come, doe and fawn come walking through right underneath me. And then, uh, all of a sudden I just caught a glimpse and seen rack and, here comes an eight point and he's coming in and I'm looking at him and I'm like, God, he's, you know, he's only two and a half. It looks like, like but he's tweener. got, but he's a tweener, but he had about 120 inch rack on him. Oh shit. Oh, and, done deal. <laughs> I, I got my, the limbs are bent back and we are, it's go time. <laughs> well, and seeing that's where like, 
It was. It was. I was. I grabbed my bow, everything, and then I don't know if like we go back to the last podcast. My goal in Michigan is to kill a 150. Yeah. And I've killed a 142. Um, and then in my head, it's all those emotions. All right, if I shoot this buck, he'll never be a 150. He'll never be a 150. Yep. Then again, my heart's pounding. <laughs> That's a good buck in You're Michigan. You're a hunter. <laughs> I'm a hunter. Uh, he goes. He comes in 20 yards. Gives me every opportunity. And to be honest, I sat back and thought, let's just watch him. And So you're giving him a chance. I'm to giving leave. him a chance. <laughs> I said, I'm going to give him a chance. So i still hanging on my bow. I still got the clip on, you know, clipped on, release clipped on. And I just sit down with my bow because I can sit shooting down from my stand mm-hmm. the way it's positioned. And uh, he starts to walk towards my dad and I'm like, perfect i know dad ain't gonna he ain't gonna, not gonna think twice he's not gonna pee no and so i'm like hopefully he gets him he walks out of sight he goes over like i said there's a little knoll between my dad's he's going right how, towards how him. far are you guys sitting apart 90 yards oh, okay so you can so, damn near see him if there wasn't foliage I, if there wasn't the foliage or yep. there's a little knoll in the i could see him sure plain as day. yep so i text him good buck coming your way no reply no reply so i'm like maybe he sees him you know yeah don't hear nothing. Don't hear nothing. All of a sudden, I just I'm sitting back enjoying the morning. And all of a sudden, I hear brrr, brrr. and I'm like looking around. I look. Did you yeah. kind of forget about the buck, like going towards your dad? No, like- I it was still there, but I was like I lost sight of him, so I didn't know if he circled around. And you know, it's October 24th. You know, just cruising, just cruising, yep. maybe yep. starting to look for does. You know, and I just hear that brrr, brrr behind me, and here comes another eight point, and he's just a basket rack, year and a half old buck, but still. I don't care if it's a spike. I'm going to get excited when a spike Oh, sure. It. And he comes right underneath me. Well, as soon as he, I heard that burp, burp, all of a sudden I look, and here comes the buck, the eight-point back. I'm like, oh. here we go. I'm like, here we go. I said, I guess it's destined to be. So I I to stand up. This buck's underneath me about 10 yards now, and he's looking at that other buck. And I'm getting ready. I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm sending one. I said it's over. You're talking yourself into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm talking myself into it. I'm like it's 100. You know, roughly. I'm guessing. You know, you don't know yep. until they're on the ground. But guessing one round 120, and he sees him, bristles up, and I'm not kidding. No more than two seconds after that happens, I just hear, and I'm like, what is this? And then here comes a third buck oh, from sure. my left. Oh yeah, and I look. And what's your what's your wind doing? My wind is directly north, coming out of the north, going right towards our house, which is perfect. Any anything north? Or so these north, deer are all out like these deer are north of me, north of you, yes. down or up upwind of you. up upwind yes, me. Yes. So I knew. I mean, the one buck come from downwind of me, and he mm-hmm. didn't smell. He just come right underneath me. But all these other deer are north, of, you know, yep. upwind. So the buck snort wheezes. I look. It's freaking toad. Uh. Rack wise, no. Body wise, yes. So he's a mature deer. He's a mature deer. Just and I just kept looking at him like, and I had I thought I'd seen this buck from the road because we had a huge bodied seven point, and that's what this buck was. And I'm like, that's and I, I before like I would like to go after a three and a half year old deer, mm-hmm. and instantly when I seen his body, I'm like, that's a three and at half, least three at and least half. three yep. and a half. Yep, get me. And this is where the filming part comes in. Is which I wish I had a camera. Oh yeah. Because all this happening is happening within 50 yards of me. Yeah. And got this basket rack eight stand here. 
the nice eight stand over there, and this is a damn good eight. Um, he doesn't have a bigger rack, but you can definitely tell the body size difference. So, basket rack eight pretty much says, you know, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. He takes off. He's gone. Um, the bigger eight comes down towards me, and I'm still trying to decide now, okay, who I got to shoot here? I, yeah, I'm like, I got an older buck. You know, he doesn't have a majestic rack, but yep. not every deer's gonna. And But I know he's older. I can just tell body size and everything. Are they both within range at this point? Like, they're about 50. Okay. So, so they're, I mean, they're, they're in range, yep. but I have a pin set at 23 yards. Mm-hmm. So I've shot out to long distance, and but I set that 23-yard pin because 23 and in, I bury it right in the pocket. Mm-hmm. If that's out to 30, I know where to... Put yep, it, you know. yep. So I like that 23 yard mark. And uh, they come, they start to come together. And then, like I said, this is where I wish I had a camera. The buck I end up shooting, not to give it away, but he comes in and just rams this buck right in the side and knocks that other buck right over. And I'm like, oh my God, this is badass, yeah. you know? And I'm like, dang! I wish I had a camera. I'm like, I'm like. So then I'm just in the moment. I'm like, yep. Decisions made. I'm shooting the bigger, you know, older deer. Older deer. So he knocks that eight down. That eight takes off to the north. He circles around, comes in, and I can tell what mood he's in. Well, then he starts walking away, and I'm like, he's in that mood. So I literally just turn my head and put my hand up in front of my mouth, and I just like that. Ears go back. He spins around. He comes right into 18 oh, yards. I just got chills. Yep. <laughs> he comes into 18 yards, quarters away. I'm already drawn. I settle my pen. I torch him. Oh. He runs 70 yards and piles up. Meanwhile, my phone is in my pocket. Because my dad. dad's only 90 yards away. So Heard he can you hear, shoot. He can hear all of this. Yep. He can hear the snort wheezing. Can't see it. He's like, what the hell's going on over yeah. there? <laughs> and so we had had a big eight that we had been seeing around the neighborhood yep and i think i sent you might have sent you pictures of him just a tall just framey deer framey deer Mm -hmm. he thought i'd shot that one and he's like did you get him did you get him and i finally call him back i'm like he's down and so when i said he's down he thought i was because i told i had told him that you know i'm gonna wait for that buck yep well you know just was like I'm i'm a hunter that if it gets me excited i'm gonna torch him yeah in the back of my mind it's like you know there goes my 150 i mean we got another buck tag in michigan but yeah on that property that i have a decent chance at it it just went out the window but hey i'm stoked i didn't even the shakes you know i still get the, if you don't get the shakes why are you why are you doing shouldn't it? be doing yes. it. yep so i'm still calming down or trying to calm down i tell him it ain't him, but it ain't the big eight, but it's a nice seven. It's the mm-hmm. big bodied seven. And I thought it was. Yep. So I let, I sit there a while. He's, I heard him crash. I watched him go down. And uh, I told my dad, just, it's only, I think it was like nine o'clock or eight thirty or something like that. I said, and sit for another hour. I said, I'll let you hunt. Because he, he would shoot that eight pointer. Yeah, he'd shoot that eight, even though it'd run off. Yep. I said, these bucks, there's bucks moving. There's deer moving. I said, did, did, when that eight pointer left, did he run by your dad at all? No, he went straight north of my, my dad. So my dad's, uh, my dad is straight east of me. Okay. He went dead north. Okay. So he was, he's out of there. And 
So I just told him sit for you know another hour or whatever, however long you want to sit. I said I'm at I have no time limit today, so um, I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of right. this morning. Yep. And honestly, I was like, if a good if a doe walks in, I'm a totally yeah. sure. I'm a, for sure. So, and be done with it. Yep. And so I sat there, just took it all in, you know, just enjoyed. Took me back, like I said before. Took me back to being a little kid again, and yeah, just enjoying the woods again. Not. For sure. And I guess I got a question for you and it's, um, nothing wrong with it at all. Like the inch game, you know what I mean? We talk, we talk about inches and that's how I, you know, talk about, you know, I shot a deer that was 120 inches, you know, and it's like audio form or even when you're bullshitting at the bar or at a barbecue or something like that without having a picture or being able to show someone people that are hunters, they know what they can picture a 120 inch eight pointer. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's just a good way to describe a deer. Now you talk about you want your goal is a one fifty, which is awesome. I mean that's that's a great goal. And um, I guess my question to you is, how many one fifties have you had on camera in Michigan? Probably two. 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 So so that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, um, I mean, my goal is to shoot a one fifty in Michigan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it should be everybody's yep. goal. Shit, my goal is to shoot a one thirty in Michigan. Yep. My biggest Michigan bucks a 126, and which is a great a deer. deer. And deer. and the next 110 inch deer comes by that my heart is going to pump out of my chest. He, the limbs are getting bent back, and they're getting a, he's getting a helix. You yeah. know that's what it is. So, um, but I guess what I'm getting at is like, you know, I've had these discussions off a of podcast too, and of like, you know, the biggest deer I've ever got on camera in Michigan, if I had to guess, was probably like a mid 140s type deer and that's like one deer you know what i mean i've gotten quite a few 130s mid 130s somewhere in there but i don't get them every year you know what i mean so like if i was to say hey it's like 150 or bust around here like i would be chasing my tail for years and probably never be able to kill one exactly so like that that's what i'm not to say what you're saying is wrong i'm just making conversation here i was just curious of like you know, what, what are the realistic possibilities you think of killing a 150 in that area? If I could hunt it differently, there's a chance. Yep. If, but to be real, I mean, it's slim to none. I mean, not slim to none, but there's a chance. I mean, there was, there was a buck that got poached this year. That was over one. Uh, my neighbors, they guessed, I forgot what they, I talked to them. You told me about this. Um, yeah. Yep. yep. I had I have pictures of it from the road on my oh, phone. Oh, do you yeah. really? Yep. Here, let me show. I'll pull it up right over live and see what you think. Um, well, and I, I guess the reason why I, I, I go to that is because, you know, I'm, I'm aiming for here in this area, like the top 10% of what I think is here and what I see. And that's just all by trail camera surveys, you know, seeing what's on camera, but then also getting to see picture um also can sure <laughs> sure go to the i'm looking at this picture everybody that's listening go to the i wouldn't even tell you how big that deer is go to the left i think scroll he's a good deer scroll to the left i got another picture of him. yeah short twos short twos but long threes long threes and good mass l- looks like decent fours too yeah yeah if i had to guess from that picture i'd say he's he's, he's knocking on 150 yeah uh, for sure yeah um but like I said, you know, I'm I'm going for the top 10% of what's in my area. So like here at my house, 
the top 10% is going to be that one, 110 to 125. Like that's, and if I get something over 130 here at my house, like that's kind of an anomaly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm a hunter. You're a hunter. You know what I mean? Like I'm, don't get me wrong. I want to kill a buck every year, but if I don't, it's, that's fine. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to be the guy like, Hey, I'm one seven year bust this year. <laughs> you <laughs> you know? know, cause I won't be filling any tags. No, no. And that's where I've said it before. And I'll always say it. that's where you got to check yourself and remember why you're doing it. It's not about a, for sure. It's not a, it's not a people make, and people can say what they want. Hate, you know, hate mail, whatever. It's not, a, it's not about inches. Mm-mm. It's about memories with your family. I have a three-year-old son now. Yep. He's, I took him turkey hunting for the first time this year. Probably loved it. I thought it was going to be, I knew it was going to be probably a disaster. It turned <laughs> out to be awesome. Yeah. He loved it. But the point is, that was one of my most favorite hunts now. Mm-hmm. Just having him there in the blind with me. Yeah. And, um, but it's the memories, it's the, Time with your family. That's what it's all boils down to. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. My buck that I, sh- he was maybe 110. Maybe. That seven point. Maybe. Yep. Uh, I'm saying closer to 100 inches. But his body, he was, he, ended up, he, he was a good one. And, uh, um, I will not say, ever say I wasn't proud of him. I am. Yeah. I, I, I you pull the trigger, you better be damn proud of them. Yeah. You, I yeah. mean, you're, you're taking a life. For sure. It boils down to. So, yeah, and and um, I just got some uh, hate mail or whatever you want to call it. I put up uh, in 2019, seven days after. I've talked about this this buck before, and he's on the wall out there. You just looked at him, but um, I shot a buck seven days after I shot the great Hambino that he taped out at 109 inches is what he was, and I shot him in Kansas. And I just put that that video up on my on my YouTube on the Fall Podcast YouTube channel and. I put a little teaser on TikTok. I don't even know why the fuck I'm on TikTok, to be honest with you. I really don't. It's uh, I'm too old for that shit. But uh, anyway, I put a video up there, and um, a guy posted on there, uh, or he commented on it, dude, that's a dink. Why did you shoot that deer? Something like that. Something along the, that, the lines of that. And I wrote a message to him, and I said, obviously, you don't understand why I hunt. Just because I don't probably hunt the way that you hunt doesn't mean you can buck shame me. Exactly. You know, and then he never, I could see that he's seen the message, but I, he didn't write me back. And I'm like, dude, like if you're going to take the time to write a message to me or anybody else about why did you shoot that animal, you don't need to be on social media. You don't need to be hunting probably because you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. Like I'm, I'm so sick of hunters going against hunters. Yes. And it's, uh, um, I, I was part of the problem back when I was 25, 26, 27 years old yep. because I remember guys shooting 70-inch eight-pointers that had a full eight-point rack on opening day rifle season. I'm like, what the hell? Like, why are you shooting that deer? Like, yep. 100% dead, you know what I mean? But still, like, can't be mad at you. Why not crack a beer and say cheers? Let's go have a couple beers and have fun and tell me the story. Exactly. And it all comes with maturity as well. I mean, I was a dumb, young fucking kid. And you was, don't get it. No, yeah. I was the same way. I mean, I'd be lying if there's times that you don't check, find yourself being like, dude, you got 
like I've you know you get your buddies and you share camera pics and then all of a sudden they you know there's probably people that I was showing pictures to like I just showed you and then they're like well, why'd you kill that deer because I wanted to yeah I it's mean the story the I'm a hunter I, it's not like I'm my grandpa and dad used to tell me always they still tell me my my grandpa's past now but my dad still tells me remember where you came from oh yeah 100 percent and grandpa always said you can't eat the horns but you no. know in my mind i'm gonna shoot a big doe that's yeah that they taste better and to me and it's but still to this day if i get excited i'm like you say i'm bending the limbs back and yep. i'm sending one through you yeah so. and that's <clears throat> it all comes with uh maturity i talk i did a podcast with he cisco a couple days ago and that's going to run here shortly it's probably actually it's already ran if you're listening to this it's going to run before this podcast but in podcast world it's confusing it really is <laughs> but anyway i was talking to Heath cisco and heath is like my dude heath is uh if i could be one human in this world it'd be heath cisco it's just that guy is uh does things in a high level he's the one of the most humble humans I've ever met and he's got so much knowledge and he's, he's got no secrets. Like he's, he'll share that knowledge with whoever, you know, and that's, I, I respect the shit out of that guy. And, um, we talked about maturing as a deer hunter and we talked, we talked about, you know, because Heath is in Ohio and he's targeting one seventies doesn't mean he's going to be like, Oh, Aaron shot a 120 at home in Michigan. He's dude. When I shot my buck this year in Michigan, and like it was, he texts me. It was either that day or the next day, something like that, real quick. And he's like, "Dude, you're freaking killing it. That is a toad. That thing looks huge." As far as like, I mean, he was. He was a big body deer. I, I'm still waiting to get his results back on his teeth, but I, I think he's going to be four. Um, but I don't know. He was a big body deer, like 250 pounds on the hoof when I weighed him. Yeah. You sent me the picture. And I was yeah. Like, and, um, so it's just one of those things is, is you got to mature as a hunter, mature as a human and, you know, and, um, don't take anything for granted because next hunting season might not be there for you. You know what I mean? I don't mean to say that with a smirk, but it, it's true. No, you it's, know, you, that, <sighs> my, so, uh, sorry, I'm having a little bit of blanking, but uh, oh, you're good. Um, like you just said, I guess I was similar to what you just said. That last sit where I just shot that buck, that might be the last time I get that. Hundred percent. You could be going this whole summer, like, oh man, I can't. I got goals for this fall. This is what I'm gonna do. This is the gear I'm gonna change. This is where I'm gonna go hunting, and that could be take away from you, like knock on wood hopefully that doesn't happen but like that could be taken away from you in a matter of seconds yes yep and that's why i just this past year was kind of like a um i not an eye opener but it was a sit back reflect move that mic a little closer was, to yep. is that better yep it was a sit back reflect yep and go back to hunting go back to having fun and you got to do that dude i had a reset like that uh I mean, not too long ago, it was like, I got to just get back out in a tree by myself and just enjoy it, yep. enjoy it and get back to it. And it's like, but then, like you said, you got this great encounter with this deer comes and you're like, fuck, I should have brought my camera, Yep. but then I got to put a tree arm up and I got to do this and this and this. It's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and, that, and yeah, and that's the thing is like, and I 
tell my friends and my but actually i just had this conversation today on the way up here um with a buddy on the phone i'm to the point now where like I, i'm just getting you know the last few years been in the filming and now i'm getting to where you know i'm no no where you are at or anybody else but i'm having fun with it to where oh yeah now i'd rather go sit in a tree and film somebody rather than be the hunter yep don't get me wrong i'm still sitting in the sea like you know i want to hunt yeah but i'm to the point where i want to take the camera but if it boils down to where it's not going to happen i'm still a hunter yep i'm for sure 100 percent. i'm still gonna it's all up here it's in it's all the memories are gonna be in my head yep i just would rather you know i'd like to showcase it and let people see it oh yeah definitely in so, the outlets that we have now as far as like podcast and youtube youtube couldn't be any bigger than right now yeah. you know what i mean and my advice to anybody that's wanting to do YouTube, do it now before they take it away from us. Cause yeah. it's, it'll probably happen. Like there's just, it sucks, but that's the way our world's going. Uh-huh. And you know, and I don't want that shit to get taken away from us. Cause I love watching hunting content on YouTube. Like I, I am part of the TV scene. Like I've, I've produced television, hunting television shows since 2012. And like, but I haven't watched a hunting TV show since 2016. <laughs> Like let that put that into perspective. Like, yeah. I still enjoy making it. I don't enjoy watching it. I would rather, much rather, dial up a THP pu- or you know public land hunt on my phone than go watch X hunting show yes. on TV. Yep. I, I I don't know why that is. And you know, I got a lot of guys. A lot of my buddies are like, "You're gonna like this year. I'm gonna." I'm dialing her back. Like I was just talking to Adam Miller from the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Like they do a great podcast and we're just bullshitting earlier today because we're going up to tack together or I'm going up there with them and they'll be there and we're going to be together. I guess I should say I'm not driving with them, but um, we're bullshitting about it. And he's like, you know, kind of what's your plans and I'm for this year. And I said, dude, I'm going to buy a $200 handy cam that I can stick in my pocket and take like a little pocket arm and put on the tree. That's one piece. With a GoPro and what I get is what I get. Like, oh. I'm super jacked about that. And uh, it kind of takes me back to, like, when I first started filming when I was 16. Like, there was no, there was no, I got to do it this way because of this. It was like, let's just take the camera and see what happens. Like, yeah. that's what I want to get back to. Yep. So. And that's where I'm at. Um, our mutual buddy, Tyler, he's been helping me out a ton. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, no, he... Uh, He's been helping me out a ton, and he, at first, I, like, he can, he'll probably say the same thing. I have all these ideas. I just don't, I'm not to the level of, like, you and him when it comes to the editing. I'm still learning, and he's helping me, but he's like, dude, you got the ideas. Just put them down, and I'm a, like, when it comes to that stuff, I want it to be perfect. I want to be, like, the, I wanted to make it like the TV. Mm -hmm. He's like, dude, lay it out how it happened. So, I, I since we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, I'll I'll go down it with you because I want to help you out because how you're thinking right now is how I started. I'm like I got to be the Lee and Tiffany's, I got to be the Mark Drury's of the world, and me playing it out like I've been filming just about every hunt since I was 16. I'm 35 now, so like there's not a lot of times I didn't go in the woods without a camera, whether I'm self filming or whether I'm filming someone or someone's filming me. So like I was that guy. It's like, I got to do everything perfect. It's got to look this way. And excuse me. 
And I, honestly, as of like recently, I finally have, I'm like, dude, do it for yourself. Don't care about whatever what I think, what Tyler thinks, what the general public who gives a flying f. Yeah. What if you think it's good, call her Hoyle and publish that thing. Like you know what yeah. I mean. So like, go do it the way you want to do it. And 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 what made me uh, really realize this is. Do you know who Gary Vanderchuk is? Gary V. I've heard of him. Okay, so you need to, you need to like dig into his stuff. Like he is so inspirational to me, and he is—he's not a hunter. He's not. Well, at least I don't think he is. He's, but he's just like a content, like entrepreneur that's made something of his life, and he's a inspirational speaker. And and like, he talks about content. He's like, you know. Who cares how many followers you have? Who cares how many likes you get? Do it for yourself. And people, the people that stick by you are the people that really care, you know? And I'm like, that really resonated. And I'm like, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And perfect example, my YouTube channel, I've, I've just now started like really trying to get more content on there. And I did a podcast with Exodus Outdoor Gear with Jake Hofer. And I, on that podcast, I told Jake, I said, Hey, you know, I want it to be like, I want my YouTube channel to be raw. I don't want there to be a ton of music. I want it to kind of happen how it is. Like, and he actually just commented on that Kansas buck that I killed. He commented something along the lines of like, if you wouldn't have told me in our podcast that there was no music in here, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have realized that he's like this, this episode was awesome. And I'm like, boom, there you go. Like people don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Now that you mention it, there isn't, no, there's no music in it. And I, cause I watched it and I'm like, now that you say that, there was yeah, and it's like, but audio in an episode, you I can if you watch an episode, I can make like that I edited, I can make you feel however I want you to feel with music. If I want you to make you feel sad, I can make you feel sad with music, and you wouldn't realize you're like you're starting to well up, you know, you're yep. just checking your tear ducts, you know, yep. and making sure they're working. But if I want you to make you feel happy or sad or you know whatever. I can make you feel that way. (laughs) But the thing is like when Jake commented on that, I'm like, boom, that's what what I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to bring back. And I think that's what the hunting public's trying to do. Like a lot of people give them shit for their production quality. I don't care. I in like a white tail adrenaline, same thing. It's like, why do you watch white tail adrenaline? I'm like, I can sit down for four hours and watch a white tail adrenaline DVD and be entertained the whole time. There's hardly, I mean, he does do music in it, but it's like, you know, it's very dirty. It's shot very dirty, yeah. you know, and I love that. It's and real I'm, life. Yes. It's not, it's not, okay, let's go back and play this. And don't get me wrong. I do recreate yep. because that's how I was taught. Yes. But like, if I can get it live, I'll tell you this right now. It doesn't matter if I'm filming you, filming whoever, or if I'm filming myself. If I get every, I've, I've had a lot of kills with Casey that I've got four, three to four angles live on the kill, like live. But still, I'll go back and recreate everything because I have two options. You can't... Yes, I knew I had a safe out, a bail shot with having three to four cameras live. So I want to do everything again to make sure I have what I know I need. A lot of times I don't use that, but at least I know I have two options. That's where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, that's... And tell you the truth, yeah, now that you said that, like just said all that Tyler told me he's like dude just post your stuff don't yep. worry about perfection and like I, you can ask my wife 
I got to the point where I'm like, I was starting to be like, no one's liking it. No one's commenting. I'm like, so then you don't want so to then post the wind, and this, you know, the wind's out of my sail. Like, mm-hmm. I, so then, and there's times and you, no one knows better than you. There's times where I'm just getting into the editing part. You got to balance your family life, your work life. hundred percent. And it's hard. There's times I slammed my computer cause I was getting frustrated and walked away. I'm like, and then like Tyler, you know, back to, to Tyler helped me. He's like, dude, take a minute. When the idea comes back to you, bam, right back to the computer, to it. post it. I don't care if it's perfect. If it's what you want, post it. Who gives a shit what anybody else thinks? One thing Tyler does too, and I know we're giving him a lot of pub. And you guys have listened and have heard from Tyler. Tyler Bentley is from the Rise Hunt. One of my really good buddies. And one thing that he's taught me, he's a big inspiration to me. He's an inspiration in a lot of things, but uh, he's very disciplined in his health and how he works out and stuff like that. And that's something I've really latched on to him for as well. But Something he told me is like, he'll. One day I was like, dude, how do you have time to do all these short little videos for social? And he's like, I set a, I set a time frame. If I can't get it done in ten minutes, then I don't do it. He's like, I, I need to get it done in ten minutes, and then I just post it. I just do it. And I'm like, that's a good idea. Like, if you're really time management, if you're really trying to do time management, then do something like that, and then get it out. Yep. So I, I get it, it, but it's, it's easier said than done, but if you like it, run it, run it, run it. That's, that's where it's boiling down to. Like I used to want to be probably like every hunter want to be on TV. You mm-hmm. want to be, you know, so-called famous, but anymore it's like, I have the passion. I have the drive. I just want to show people. Yep. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, I'm not gonna change. I'm. It's me. It's mm-hmm. my life, and that's why I started life at full draw. It's 365. My family's gonna be involved, and that's what it's about. That's cool. So. Yeah. So you started life at full draw. Yep. Um. Where I mean, I know you're you're trying to get some stuff up on social and and uh, YouTube. So like, kind of tell us a little bit about life at full draw. Like, what what's your goal with it? Like, I know we kind of talking about it, but let's let dive into a little bit okay uh i started it and i used to film for the crew or a different crew for a season um it was fun great group of guys but it wasn't what i wanted to do mm-hmm. it was taking a more of a serious approach. more of a serious approach and there's stuff that happens in life that comes up and it was time for me to step away and do my own thing and i was sitting at home one day and talking with my stepdad actually and uh i couldn't come up with a name and i'm like you know you go and so then i'm on my phone searching you know, looking, and he's like and i'm sure there you know there's probably someone out there that has that but too but i designed it the way i wanted it to and i sent it to a guy that makes logos and i said here's all my ideas bring it to life bring it to life and that's what he did and uh so i Come up with life at full draw because, like I said, my life is 365, 24-7 hunting. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm also, I'm family-oriented. I work, um, and I hunt. Yep. And that's my life. And I wanted to showcase it. And there's actually, I'm working on a video right now. And Tyler, if he's listening to this or does listen, he's probably going to be like, dude, post it. Because <laughs> I've been working on it, and I want this video to be like my... Kind of like an outbreak video, yep, like yep. everyone be like, "Holy shit!" And it, I'll tell you the truth, fifty percent of it has nothing to do with hunting. 
Okay. But it has everything to do with my, my life. Yep. Family. And I got to have my kid in it. So yep. it's it's a work in progress, but good deal. It'll be out soon. Um but as far as the goal I just love, have fun doing it. Just have it. fun. Post it on YouTube, post it on social media. And if it does ever get to the point where like, you know, say carbon T V or something like that. If, Waypoint or something. Waypoint. Like that. If something like that. If my family I should say I should say it'd be my I guess my ultimate goal or my what would really make me truly happy. If you could it, have your cake and eat it too, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. If my family could all sit down on the couch and watch one episode that I made myself on a TV. That's cool. On like I said, carbon I don't even care if they look it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But all my family sitting there and it's something that I did a hundred percent of. Yeah. And and to going back that's that's awesome. Like that's you know, <sighs> Little goals will get you there. You know what I mean? Like just starting like, hey, I'm going to get this video done. I'm going to post it. And honestly, I'm the worst. Like I got a couple of buddies that are like, hey, when are you going to get the scouting video up? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Because <laughs> you want to know when I work on this shit? It's at like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like when my kid goes to bed and my wife goes to bed and it's like, you know, I don't like to work on this stuff during work hours because I work at home. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's nights and weekends and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I need to get it out right now, but like the grind is real. Like yeah. it is like, you know, and I, my daughter, she gets up at 20 after six every morning. So it's like, <laughs> Hey, dad's gotta be up, you know? Yeah. And I like to enjoy a cup of coffee before <laughs> she gets up for five minutes, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, the little goals is don't my biggest thing. And if you want advice, I'll give it to you just cause I'm going to <laughs> don't boil the ocean. You know what I mean? It's like, um, take on what you could take on, but be a little uncomfortable. Like I don't get into comfort and that's, I need to, I need to take, I need to take that advice to myself because I get into a rut where I'm just like, I'm good. You know, when things are flowing good, but it's like when I do that, it's like, okay, gut check moment. Like, okay, you need to be stressed a little bit. I work better when I'm a little stressed. So and that could be a deadline. That could be like, I need to get content out. That could be, I got a sponsor obligation or, you know, yep. and so it is what it is. Yep. And that's, it all boils down to time management too. Um, you have a family. I have a family. I have, I work construction. So yep. I'm up for the sun goes, you know, up for the sun is. And then I'm sometimes not home till it's dark. So yep. dark to dark, I'm gone. You got to make time for the wife and kid. You got to have you know, you got your house duties, you got, you oh know, yeah, mold, you know, you get everyday oh, yeah. life and then you go to sit down to edit. It's like you said, nine, 10, 11 o'clock. And it's like, I gotta be up in five hours. But think about this though too. Like, and I tell Tyler this all the time. It's like, I edit all day. That's all I do is edit. <laughs> so like at nine o'clock when I, after I had supper and you know, play with my kid when I want to come back down here and edit my stuff. It's like the last thing I want to do. So it's like <laughs> when you go out and do construction or, you know, you do a heavy equipment stuff. So like yep. you're digging holes and digging trenches and everything. Think about coming home, having supper. And it's like, well, I got to go put in a, a, a hole in my yard for something like it's probably going to be like the last <laughs> thing you want to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's really trying to, I'm really trying to test myself and just like push myself a little bit farther. And, and, and that's where I'm sitting with it. And um, now that I'm, we just, uh, 
I don't know if you want to transition into this, but just bought a new house and property. Yeah, so I do. Now, so now I'm into, you know, learning the, you know, getting into more habitat. And so it's like, all right, I want the, I want this filming thing to do or go, which that can definitely, you know, me changing the habit, doing all the habitat, you know, mm-hmm. to my property. Developing Obviously, the property. Developing the property. I can film it. Yep. And that'll help. But then again, it's like, I'm in work mode. I want to get this stuff done. I don't want to have to worry about setting up a camera and, yep. and then going back inside after working outside all day, then coming home and working and then sitting down on the computer. It gets like, it's said, a balance. You got to really, cause I, I fall into that too. It's like, man, I, I want to go hang a camera, but it's like, I know I need to film it. And honestly, I do a lot of it for archives for myself. Cause I forget when I like hung, I went and hung a, an Exodus the other day, a render on a scrape that David Riley and I, that he built. Um, I'm like, I want to get a render on that thing. And I was like, I had like 20 minutes to drive to the property, hang it. And I'm like, then I'm like, shit, I don't want to film it. But then I'm like, I, I want to, I want to, but I don't want to, you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. there's a, there's a balance definitely there. Um, but do you watch, uh, the millennial farmer? Or like, do you know what the millennial farmer is? I know I've heard of it. I don't. Watch okay, it. so he he's out of Minnesota and he's just a big cash crop farmer. And um, I've watched his stuff for a long time. He's got a really big following on YouTube and social media and everything. And uh, he, it's his wife edits all of his content, but he films himself every day of of the week, like every day. So he's constantly vlogging, and I'm like. He is a hard-willed mother scratcher because I'm like, how? And he'll even like I've I've listened to a couple podcasts he's been on, and he's even said he's like, there's days where I just want to throw this camera and I want to go just plant my ground by myself. But he's like, I enjoy it. Like at the at the core of me, I enjoy it, and I like getting my content out to people because he's like, people actually, he's like, I wouldn't wouldn't have believed it, but people like to know what I'm doing, and I'm like, it's the same here. Like, you know. I could give a shit less what a lot of people are doing in this world, but like the world we live in now, people kind of care about what you do. Yeah. So it's like, once you get across that, it's like, all right, I can do this for, if not myself, for anybody or for someone else. So yeah. it just boils down to, like I said, repeat yourself all day, but I just want to showcase what I love. Yeah. I want people to see it. It might brighten somebody's day. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they want to That's do exactly it. Exactly right. Somebody could watch it in a hospital bed. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like on YouTube or something, yeah. and or TV. It doesn't matter. Like you could change someone's life. Yeah, and that, and you know, like you said, I could be gone tomorrow, and my family has all the memories. But if I have all those videos and everything, if they want to go back and watch it, I don't know who wants to see my smiley face, but I know they would. But right that's there you know and it that is one of the main reasons that i want to do a podcast there was many but one of them was when i'm when i'm gone uh these audio files will live forever somewhere you know what i mean so like if my daughter is ever to have kids like i want my grandkids to be able to like hear grandpa you know what i mean like maybe can't see me but yeah you know they knew my passion knew what i did for a living and i've documented the last five years in audio form so it's like um pictures are great but also like i'm like man i can do this at my house and 
I also love talking to guys like yourself about hunting and just bullshit. Like right yeah. now we're having a bullshit session. Yeah, you know what I mean? Hey, let's do it. Drinking a couple beers. Yep. And so like that was a big deciding factor in, in it as well as like these will live forever. And the other thing is too, and I know my dad's listening to this, but my dad is uh, a big fan of my podcast. It, not as big of a fan as he is of the working class boner podcast. Cause that is, he's working class's number one fan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he like every episode drops on Tuesday. I'll get a call on Wednesday or Tuesday afternoon. Like, Hey, I love that podcast. He didn't, he'll give me the notes and he'll give me the rundown. And I'm like, most of the time I'm like, he's calling again. You know what I mean? But at the core of me, I'm like, dude, he he's, he's proud. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I love too. Yeah. So, and that all boils down to one day that's not going to be there and you're going to want it to be. Exactly. And that's where, uh, keep going down that hole. But, that's where the filming comes back mm-hmm. in. Yeah. It's, it's there for, I mean, as long as nothing gets deleted or, you know, yep. gone, it's on cards. It's somewhere forever. Yep. And so. I So I want to get into the, the land a little bit, but honestly, there's something that uh, I want to get into a little bit more. Okay. And I want to talk about some gear um, and some of the gear you're running because I really don't know. So okay. um Let's talk about your bow setup. What are you running for a bow? I have a Hoyt um, Axios Ultra. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, I think it was. What was that? Twenty. It's. It's kind of hard because I used to buy a bow every year. I, I yep. was. I was a kid. Like, oh, I gotta have the new, best new thing. Oh and yeah. Now, and I was a big Matthews guy my whole life. My dad bought my first Matthews. It was FX Matthews FX, and uh, he already knows the true story, but was drinking with some buddies and might have left my tailgate down and <laughs> I lost that bow forever. So was that not the true story if he knows? That? Oh, no, that's the true story. He didn't, the drinking part might not have been in the Were you story. a minor? I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so, yeah. You left your tailgate down and you lost well, your bow. Left my tailgate. So, <laughs> that's a funny story. My, my dad might listen to this one. So, I walked up to him the next day and. You didn't want to tell him, did you? I look, he's, he'll, to this day, he'll look at you. The look on my face, he thought I was going to tell him I got a girl pregnant. <laughs> you know. I don't mean to laugh, but no. I, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> I walked up to him, and I flat out said, I've never been so scared to tell you something in my life. And he just, his face. Is uh, your dad a big strapping guy? That yeah, could, he's. Like, plant you six feet under oh, with one he, little punch? He, he's 6'3", and, you know, oh, yeah, like sure, me. But, yeah, sure. And he's got, I always called him, uh. Uh, what's Mufasa or not Mufasa? Um, not Mufasa. King. Yeah, it's um. Uh, oh gosh, the, the dad. Um, oh my gosh! Now I can't even think about yeah. it. Think of it. Everybody uh, is like yelling at the radio right now. It's this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm having a blank too. Uh, I always call it like I'm Simba and he's. Uh, <laughs> keep telling your story. I'll, I'm gonna. But, I'll get it. Anyways, his voice and everything reminds me of him. Like you know, he's the alpha and. So I walk up, and I look at him. I'm like, I've never been so scared to tell you something in my life. And his face just looks at him like, oh, my God. And Wait, I, are you talking about Scar? Cause no, Mufasa, not Scar. Mufasa, Mufasa is, the, is Simba's yeah, dad. Yeah, that's okay. So Scar. So I was thinking, see, I was yeah, thinking yeah, Scar yeah. was Mufasa. Yeah, yeah Mufasa, yeah. yeah. So my dad is Mufasa, and I'm Simba. Yeah. And he has a voice just like him. And uh, so just deep and loud. And so he looks at me and stands up. He, he was working on his boat or tractor or something. He stands up and just looks at me and gives me like a death stare. Oh and boy. I said, I lost my bow. 
and he just is almost like a light, like his face lit up, like, oh my God, I'm not oh, going to be grandpa. God. Yeah. And then he just looks at me and goes, okay. I'm like, uh, you're not mad. He goes, you lost it. What do you, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, you bought it for me. It's my first bow that you like. He had bought me a high country when I was younger, yep. but it wasn't like a hunting bow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I, I don't, he's like, I'm not going to get you another one. And I'm like, I didn't say that. I just want you to know. He's like, well, I guess you're going to pony up and buy yourself a bow. I'm like, and he walks off. I'm like, I guess that wasn't too bad. But still, <laughs> I'm out of a bow. What's your dad's name? Uh, Dana. Dana. Yep. Shout out to Dana. <laughs> so Good dad. Yep. Um, and uh, so that story. So then I go, I bought a, went and bought another Matthews and I, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was, but I used to buy one every year until, say, five years ago, I bought an Elite. Okay. It was a Synergy 35. Yep. And uh, shot that for a year, and then that's when I switched to Hoyt. Okay. And then I just bought the the Hoyt Axis Ultra. I was going to go with the Carbon, or the uh, RX, I think that year was the RX3. Carbon? Yep. Didn't want to pay 1800 bucks for the ball. <laughs> no, but. I, I get And it. I shot the aluminum, the one I got, and I'm like. Not much difference. The only, the, the only different the weight and you know when it's cold out you're gonna. Grab but realistically, it. I mean, who wants to pay eighteen hundred bucks for a bare bow? Exactly, and I mean, even with the aluminum one, you're still gonna be in the hole a couple grand. Just like I mean, depending on your accessories. Yeah, and and this is nothing against Hoyt. This is just in general across the board. Like, like I get it. Flagship bows are expensive. Like the seven eight hundred dollar flagship bows are are those days are gone. Yep. I mean the eleven dollar. OSB prices are gone too. So (laughs) I get that. But like, I mean, you're the 1800 bucks for a carbon bow. I I would almost bet you you're probably making that for less than $700. Like I get it. You need your margins, but like, come on. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's so (laughs) I'll get off my soapbox, (laughs) (laughs) but I bought that and this will be this upcoming season will be the third year with it. And that's the longest I've had a bow besides that couple cool. years i had the fx but uh it's 28 inch draw um i wanted the slate gray that year is when yep. they first came out and the only bow they had in at the shop was an 80 pound limb and tell you the truth i had no issues pulling the back so i was like yeah screw it i bought it and it wasn't a big macho thing it's like i can pull it back and with mm-hmm. these new bows you can set them to where it doesn't yep and so it's 80 pound limbs uh 28 inch draw um I shoot the um, victory yep. arrows. Uh, I think they're. I think my arrow total is right around four ninety. Okay. Um, and then I am switching to helix. Are you this year? Yep. I've already bought the one twenty fives. Nice. Yep. You've been shooting them at all, or no? I shot. Yep. Just and they shoot sweet right yep. out. Yep. Did you have any issues right out of the box, like? Uh, accuracy issues or anything with that really i was shooting a little left good i guess i I guess i i had a little i mean shooting a little left but that could have been at first i thought it was me and then i consistently shot three or four of them and uh they're constantly hitting left so i just adjusted and i I don't mean that as in a bad way but i i did have some left issues you know what i mean as and honestly and i'm just gonna go back to my ignorance of like before i tried to shoot a lot of fixed blade broadheads and they would never hit like they say field point accuracy on the and it's like it's that thing is field point accuracy that motto or that saying whatever is not true no. like 
you have to tune your bow and you have to adjust it to your fixed blades. I mean, I'm not a great bow technician at all. I mean, I work on my stuff. I'm pretty proficient at working on, on a Matthews bow because that's what I've shot for a while. And, and, uh, I did have, I, I was hitting consistently, consistently to the left. And I've, I called the owner of Helix and America's Best Bow Strings, Jerry Mullet, and this dude is a wizard behind a bow press. Like he just knows his crap. And I'm like, Jerry, I'm having an issue here. And he goes, Ah, that's it. He's like, Move your rest about. He's like, Start at 30 seconds of an inch and move it to the right. He's like, Ever so slightly. And I'm like, Really? He goes, Yep. He's like, Eventually, you're gonna start seeing your field point arrows and your broadhead arrows coming together and they're going to meet and then you're going to be golden. I'm like, all right. So I got off the phone with him, went out there, moved it a little bit and I moved it about <laughs> perfect. Didn't know it, but moved about perfect and it was hardly, I mean, we're talking about a, a blonde one. All right. Yeah. And I pulled back and let her go. And, and I mean, and then I'd shoot a, a field point right there and I'm smacking arrows, smacking. And I'm like, <laughs> Literally, I was bitching at my arrows for all these years in my in my setup because I couldn't shoot a fixed blade, and I, you know, resulted to a mechanical, and I'm like, it was that easy, yeah. you know, and so like, but I mean, dude, like, I there's not enough good things I can say about Helix Rods. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to send one through something because yeah, I've shot mechanicals since since I was old enough to. You know, I think the first two years when I was 13, 14, I shot muzzies just like everybody yep. else has. And uh, then I switched to my dad. My dad still shoots them from this, from ever since I came out, I think, uh, or since he started really hunting um, the rocket hammerheads. Oh, yeah. Three blade. Yep. That's what I started with. And then I switched to the Nap Spitfire Maxes. Yep. Love them. I've always had success. But then. I hit a deer a few years back in the shoulder, and I knew it wasn't fatal. But going down the road, I'm like, you know what? And then I seen the helix come out. I'm like, me pulling, you know, the weight I'm at, the size of my, you know, the weight oh, of my yeah. arrow. Yeah. If I throw a fixed blade on that, I'm not scared. I mean, I'm not going to aim for the shoulder. Don't get me. But, but if you mess up, I mean, if we're I human, mess up, so it's yes. like it's going to happen. And like, and I'll be honest with you, I had. I had a damn good buck. I think it was like three years ago, two years ago. I was on the ground. It was a new piece that I got permission to just go hunt. And I I never, I hunted it twice. And I went and sat on the ground and there was a ridge. First night I hunted it, it was rut. I let out a few cold grunts. And all of a sudden, here comes a freaking stud eight. And he comes right up and facing me. And oh, to yeah. be honest, I've never liked that shot. Mm-hmm. And then... Now, hearing your story, and I've actually, you know, people that use fixed blades, they love that shot. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, if I would have had that, my setup now, back then, I wouldn't have hesitated. I drew back and sent one. But it's it's crazy. I'll be totally honest with you. The last, you know, up till last year, I've shot a mechanical, and I don't have anything to, to, bad to say about the mechanical. I shot a lot of deer with that, watched a lot of deer die. Yep. But I, there was, if I go back and think about it, maybe once or twice, I got two holes in an animal, maybe. And, uh, you know, I knew it was just like a matter of time. And, and 
I could have went with a heavier arrow at that time, but then it's like, how much, how much are you making this thing heavier, but how much are you taking away when you put a mechanical on the front of it? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it just, and then Bryant, one of my really good friends, and he's like, man, I would, I'd like you to try this. Like we just acquired this, this company. And I'm like, sure. I've never heard of them before then. He sent some heads up and I'm like, I started shooting them in the, in the summer. And like I said, I had to call Jerry and like figure out how to tune my bow to him and, and once then, dude, I was like, these things are flying like darts. Like yeah. this is my setup last year was like 470 grains, which to me, like all my buddies are running 550 grains. So I was thinking like, this is like on the, the low end of the heavier side of the spectrum. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, well, well, you know, as my dad calls me again <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to actually answer that live. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm recording a podcast right now. I'm gonna have to let you go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Talk to you in a bit. All right. Bye. Jeez. <laughs> Calls me all the time, yeah. and he actually just sent me a video. I just looked at it. He's so he lives in a little town. So he's got it's not rural at all. And uh, this video he just sent me, I just watched it. He's got a fawn on his porch. Watch this. <laughs> So he's coming around his house. You'll see the fawn <laughs> laying on his porch where my dog, my family dog used to lay right there. Like, Comfy. so, oh, can you see right there? Yeah, I see. Yeah. You. So he's just, you know, head tucked underneath it. I'll let the post that on social media. That's pretty neat. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. What was I talking about? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Helix Broadheads. Yeah, so I started shooting them, and I started shooting them at distance, and I'm like, this is this is legit. So then it's like I knew they were going to fly good. I went with the 125s. I wanted to go a little heavier. So I was at a 470-grain arrow, and I'm like, well, uh, you know, now it's just it's just testing it and just let's shoot a deer with them and see what happens. And, dude, at first in Illinois, that first buck I shot at 54 yards and 12 ringed him, and, and I dug the arrow out. It basically went up to the fletching and the dirt behind it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. this is this yeah. is nice. And then went to Ohio and shot that deer in the chest. And I have to I have to get a, give a lot of credit to the White Soul Adrenaline guys because they love that chest yeah. on. But it's on the ground. They shoot yeah. a lot of deer on the ground. So it's like, but I even told my my guy Quentin, the guy that was filming me that night, I was like, dude, like if they come up right here, I'm going to shoot him right in the chest and they're just going to screw some crap up here in him. And, uh, shortly. So this will, okay, let's, let's do some math here. This episode is going to go live on, we're recording on May 27th. This episode is going to go live. Let me think June this episode's going to go live on June 7th. So you guys, as you're hearing this, is are going to see the Illinois episode this week. Nice. And then next week, the week of June 13th, you're going to see the Ohio hunt. So people are dying to see it, I know, because yeah. a lot of people are knocking down my door to, to see them. But like, you're going to see this broadhead in action, and I'm, it's it's nasty. Yeah. You know? No. And I think this kind of all all this gear talk kind of almost boils down to the maturing as a hunter again, because mm-hmm. back in the day, I didn't give two shits what my arrow weighed, what nope. I was shooting. I, I listened never to paper my, tune your bow. No, I, I never, never paper tuned my bow. No, I, my dad handed me a pack of arrows and the broadheads and slapped it on. And 
did I go practice my field points and my broadheads together? No. Nope. Nope. I went for right for my practice tips. Slapped broadheads on, went, sat in a stand, and, you know, back in the day, in and front of a corn deer. pile and killed deer. And now it's, you know, now we've evolved and mm-hmm. you're into more depth. And, yeah, now I, I think that's the fun part, though, yes. for me. It's like, you know, I weigh out, not now because I have, I use vector arrows and I just type in their arrow builder what I want. It spits them out an arrow and they build it for me and send it to me. And I'm like, this is pretty nice. Yeah. Like this is, and I spin test those arrows and then I weighed them all together like a batch of arrows. And literally I don't have an arrow that's over a grain difference in the batch. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. Because my dad always used to say, if you can hit pipe plate at 20 yards, you're good. Like yeah. we're, we're good. Let's run it. <laughs> yep. I got a 55, 75, you know, aluminum arrow with, with, you know, uh, plastic veins on my arrow. And then the next arrow is a, 6575 <laughs> with feathers on it and one feather's hanging off it's like run it let's go yep. you know and i'm like geez oh peace how many deer did i puss up back then and miss or yep oh man that's fun though yeah um yeah that's what's your plans for this year hunting season come 2020 you're gonna travel at all you're just gonna stick to michigan what are you thinking uh i was gonna travel i actually had just this past spring i was supposed to go to kansas and chase some rios like i canceled that um, I was going to go to Illinois and go for a week out in uh, um, Henderson County, but I just Hunt can't. turkeys? No. Or hunt deer? deer. deer. Yep. Uh, I was going to go hunt deer in Illinois, and then I canceled that because I just, part of it boiled down to work and home life, and mm-hmm. basically, I'm not a big political person, but the economy, I don't, yeah. you know, I'm just going to take this year, set back, and enjoy michigan i get it and obviously now that i got the property it's gonna be oh that and that just rejuvenates your like like dude i want to kill a buck on this property now you know what i mean like i get it i could have last year um and uh i only sat twice on it but um i don't know if you uh, i don't know if you want to go into that yet or if you yeah whatever i don't know if you have any more questions about gear no i mean i do but we don't i mean we can get into your property no it, it don't yeah um so uh, last year in October, me and my wife purchased a house with 40 acres. Yeah. Um, just north, you know, central Michigan. And uh, the house needed some work. I was on the road working and uh, bought the house, you know, obviously went through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we closed middle October. I asked the guy before we closed if I could go throw some cameras on so because who doesn't want to? Right. And was anybody hunting it? Nope. And uh um I went and threw some cameras on. Well, there was people hunting it that weren't supposed that to weren't be. That weren't supposed to yeah. be hunting. They weren't really hunting it. They were on the edge. Monitoring it. They, yeah. yeah. They had a couple cameras out into the timber, but not too far. We it figured it out and it was no big issue. But uh um threw some cameras on. Very first picture I get is a probably, I don't know, 110, 120 inch 10 point. I'm okay. Like, Looking good. I'm like, sweet. So I run Tacticam reveals. Yep. Um, should be running Exodus renders. I should be. <laughs> I'm looking into them. Uh, wife, if you are listening to this, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, but uh, so threw up another camera in a different spot. Um, first picture I got is a stud. Like, what are we talking, stud? Well, now that I know he's dead, the neighbor ended up killing him. 
it was a stud. I think eight or nine. He said I could never. I never got a clear picture, but yep. it was nineteen and a quarter. Well, you didn't get a clear picture because you weren't running an Exodus. That's <laughs> yes, why. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think he said he was nineteen and a quarter inside. Really? Um, is the biggest buck he's killed. But yeah, uh, did you put a tape on him? He, I, I haven't. I, I actually just seen him. He was when I was heading up here. He was on his tractor. I was. I haven't really talked to him much about it. I just know he said it was his biggest buck. Okay. Um, I'm guessing. From pictures, it was one thirty. Okay, has, I mean, yep, close. Wouldn't, but he was a. St- I'm like, it's sold. I mean, it's you know, sold me. I'm like, sweet. So we close finally. It's the middle of hunting season, or you know, middle of bow season. Um, me and my dad run out, and I told my dad, I'm like, let's put a ladder stand up because my dad does not like hang-ons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a big guy. Plus, I fell in 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, out of mind. So. Yeah, he's like all against them. So we went out and bought a the Duke. Yeah, but okay. they're nice stands. Um, ladder stand, threw it up. It's legitly ninety yards from my house. Okay, just slapped it up. Yeah, I didn't hunt out of it for a while. Um, but then I put another camera up, like just probably twenty yards from that stand. On there's a little acorn flat. Um. It's uh, so the property is forty acres. It's a forty acre long forty. Okay. It's narrow and really long. It's got uh, the creek runs through most of it in the backside, and there's a hardwood section that drops down into the creek bottom. There's an acorn flat, and there's scrapes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously gonna throw a camera up here. Threw a camera up. I'm at work. You know, ding ding ding. Just getting pictures of this nice buck. As a couple of days go on, more bucks just start filtering. And I'm used to farm country like you are. Yep. I've never really hunted creek bottom. And so I was like sending pictures to my dad, and he goes, you're going to have so many different deer running that creek bottom, especially when rut comes. You're mm-hmm. going to get pictures of deer, and they're just going to be – they might be there for that day, and then they're moving on. Gone. Yep. So this eight-point comes in. He'd been there two days in a row. If I'd have been sitting in my, there's a sunroom on the backside of the house, I could see him plain as day if I'd have been sitting there. Really? Yeah. And uh, so that weekend, I'm finally like, all right, I'm going to go hunt. So I go hunt that weekend, climb up in the stand. I'm not sitting there for 10 minutes. Here comes a six point. I'm like, sweet. And what we, time of year was this? It was October 20, just before I shot my buck. So I'd say October 20th. Okay. Um, It was... No, it might have been the nineteenth because I my third sit was the twenty when I shot my deer behind my dad's. Okay, so I think it was the nineteenth or twentieth. Um, I go sit ten minutes. Here comes a six point, and I'm sure a lot of people, have, but sitting on your own property and having that first for deer, the first time, yes, yeah. for the first time, just climbing that stand was just a whole different feeling. Mm-hmm. And then having this little scrub six point walk in, it's like kind of boiling back to being a little kid again now you're living i wanted to grab my bow and zing that oh yeah and i'm like so he walks in goes by me and not even five minutes here comes the eight and at first i thought it was the eight that i was having pictures of he gets closer and i can tell it's not him but it's a good eight and don't get me wrong it's like because we had the point restrictions mm-hmm. for him and uh i'm like he's legal I can freaking kill him. Legal, I'm like, legal. I'm like, first buck off the property, heck yeah. And I'm like, no, nope, you know what? I am I'm. I have pictures of that deer. 
That's going to be the Let first buck go. I yep. take off my property. Oh, yeah. You were going to kill him. I was going to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, the buck that I was getting pictures of. Yep. 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 And uh, so I let that eight walk. Seen a couple of does the rest of the night, and then he never showed. Well, then I never got another picture of him for about a month. He just disappeared. And didn't hunt. Or I hunted that next. I hunted that night. It was a night sit that I went out. And then I hunted the next night. And then I was back to work. And then um, I went out hunting. Or no. I hunted two evening sits. And then obviously went and killed the one behind my dad's house. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hunt again behind my house until gun season. Okay. And that's when he showed back up. Oh, sure. Yep. And so I go sit. It was the second day of gun season, so the 16th. I go sit, and um, an ape, that eight point, same eight-point that came in with my when I was first sat, yep. he comes in, and it's like back to the... I think he maybe he's just destined right. to get one. And I'm like, you know what? No, I said back to, yeah. you know, I knew he was only a two and a half year old deer anyways, maybe even a year, good yeah. year and a half. You've killed a lot bigger yes. deer. Yes. So I let it go. Um, and then I didn't get to hunt again behind. I mean, I could have, but working on the house, I mean, we pretty much gutted the inside yep. and redid it all. Um, he said, I mean, left the cupboards and all that shit. But, um, so, Long story short, the buck made it through this season. Oh, he did. Yep, I had I have pictures of him all the way through January, then until he dropped. Oh, cool. But pretty sure my neighbors found his sheds because he he found eleven sheds um, this year, and he owns what's he own twenty five acres. I think he found eleven sheds. He said. Oh, really? Yep. And the cool part is they're all left sides. Ah. Uh-huh. So I mean, that's 11, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So 11 <laughs> that's eleven bucks. different bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I had pictures of him until he. The last picture I have him, he only had his right side. Oh, and so okay. I'm guessing one of the left sides is his. And then I never, I mean, I went and shed hunted a little bit. I'm not a huge shed hunter, but now that I got my property. Might be a little I bit. Might be a yeah. little more big into it. Um, how this property's set up, though, is my house is roughly, my driveway is probably 250 yards long into the property. And okay. my house sits back. There's about nine acres in front of the house of straight pines and popple and just okay. thick. Nah, you know. So is the whole 40 acres timber? Whole 40 acres is timber. Nice. Um, For now. Yep. <laughs> so um, I started. So then, like I said, it's long. My house sits kind of right up. There's 10 acres in front of it, 30 acres behind. There's a creek. There was like a little maybe half acre spot of brush and nothing there. So um, we have a tractor. I have a tractor. Me and my dad do. Um I went and cleared it all, and I'm up to like an acre right now. All this winter, I cut trees down. Nice. Pulled all the stumps. I've still got some stumps, but, you know, worked everything out. I think I got an acre. I just tilled it up the other day. I got roughly an acre right now. Of like destination food or Destination food. My goal is to eventually have five acres cleared right in the dead center. Nice. So, um I don't want to give too many tips away. Then my neighbors don't. <laughs> no, I get along. That's that's the other good thing about get along with your neighbors. Good. Every neighbor's cool. Good. So good. we uh, all share pictures. Even I was. I told them. I said I'm probably not gonna hunt a lot, but I was sending them pictures as soon as I started putting cameras. Out, I was sending. I went around, met all the neighbors. You know, because I don't. I don't want to have any bad blood with neighbors. No, and you're yeah. that's probably your forever home, isn't it? Like, you're, yeah, you're hoping I mean, that that's gonna I'd, be. Yeah, that that property. Hopefully, unless for some reason I win the lotto. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'd love. I, my goal is to build eventually build like a barn, barn to minimum, mm-hmm. and then 
in that nice that, it's it's a nice house don't get me wrong but now it is because we did what's around the property like do you have a is it like a a little section of like a bigger section of timber like is it or is there a lot of crop around you um so to the south of me is a 60 acre was corn last year it's beans this year but so there's a private lane that runs down the south end of my property there's four people that live down that private lane there's um house up front he owns a little 10 acres then two little houses with five acres each mm-hmm. and then a lady in the back owns a 20 section my property runs along all everyone oh owns. okay and then to the north of me there's a guy that owns a 30 section and then another 40 section or 30 section theirs is all timber and creek bottom and so everything i'm centered in kind of a big you're like timber in the epicenter section. you're like in the middle of it all yes yep. i'm in the middle of it all there is a um uh i don't know what it's going to be this year last year was alfalfa mm-hmm. to the east of me and then far north probably I'd say half miles the next cornfield oh cool but then a neighbor to the east of me had a cornfield like a 10 acre cornfield planted well it sounds like if you get five acres of of uh food in there that'll be good yeah like you'll be a big draw because <clears throat> what I, what i'm picturing is like all those that private drive they probably just all timber they yep. probably don't have any food on them do no they? it's all pines um yep. i'll bring it up to you so you can kind of get an idea of what we're exactly looking at uh no that's my goal is i want to have I want to section it up and split it up. Like I've mm-hmm. bought um, that gigantic, gigantic Macanthus grass. I've already, Gigantus, or, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yep. I don't know all the exact terms, but I've planted some of that. I'm going to plant some different. Is that coming up all right? Yep. It's Is already, that... it's actually already like a foot tall. No kidding. Yeah, okay. It's, I'm you actually, planted it this year yeah, already. Yeah, I planted it this year. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'm very surprised, but uh, that's. I'm going to write these coordinates down real quick. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. <laughs> but it is a skinny piece, but you do have it. It does have a crick bottom that yeah, goes through. Yeah, the it's thing. really long. I think it's roughly like 200 and 220 or 260 yards wide by like 900 yards long. That's cool. Yeah. So, but if you zoom out, you can kind of see my everything around me. Oh, yeah. So it's a good property. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. That's, that's sweet. It's it. I think, uh, cause I have a piece that's like, I've hunted pieces that are that narrow before, yep. you know? So it's like, uh, it makes for some challenges sometimes yes. like entry and exit. You know yep. what I mean? Like you really got to be particular on like how you can get in there and where you can like, I feel like those narrow, narrow pieces you have to, you know, if you're going to do some management on it, you really got to like place like betting here you gotta yeah. like you know what i mean and so you can maneuver yourself and that's what i'm that's what ultimate goal is like i'm the back and this is it's gonna sound crazy but i for the first time two weeks ago stepped foot on the 10 acres of it that i'd never seen oh really yeah it's across the creek mm-hmm. and the creek is actually wide enough deep enough to where you can't just walk across can't it just walk i mean you can but it was, win- it, was win- it was winter time when i was mm-hmm. and i'm usually by myself and you know, just in case something happens, yep. there's no cell service there. So if I go down, then I'm shit out of luck. Yeah. So build a little land bridge. You're going to do yep. that? Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually having actually loggers come in on Monday to come look. Nice. Um, and that's the scary part is, is like in my mind, I know what to do. But I also, in the back of my mind, I haven't hunted enough to really know. 
what you need am to I do with it. Am I going to screw yep. it up? Yep, exactly. Or am I gonna, but then again, in the back of my mind also is, I know what my future I want it to be. Right. So I got to do this now or else if I wait, then it's not, it just yeah. takes that much longer to yep. evolve. I can see both ways. Like definitely I would, I personally would probably err on the side of caution of like, I'm going to hunt it first and see how it, it yep. works. Cause you might have a honey hole already. You <laughs> know what I mean? And, but I mean, you might be sitting on a lot of money and timber there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've so, had a few people come price it and there's, some decent. good timber. Yeah, there's some good timber, and we'll see what this guy says. But uh, that's where, yeah, that's where the hard part is too. Do I get it? Why it's good? Or right? And yeah. I've now that I live there, and I'm, you know, like I said, you can see where my house is. I see the movement coming into that open. Mm-hmm. Now that I've opened that area, I see where they're all coming from. Right. So it's like it doesn't take a. You, you know, start putting the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Put, mm-hmm. Yep. And so I want to eventually open it up to where it's like five acres split it up to where I have a summer, say a two acre summer plot or a three acre summer plot, run it, then have two or three acres fall of fall plot. plot. Yep. Yep. And then or I've even thought about where I, there's a lot of dead stuff coming in, being that I work for an excavating company, I can bring equipment in and just demolish it all. Yeah. And switch it put it put a big area into switchgrass. Yep. And it's you know all these you've you've <laughs> got a uh, you've got a canvas right now you can paint however yes. you want it yes you and know? that's where it all kind of boils down to where mm-hmm. let's so this year is kind of going to be trial I got the run trial like, run I got yep. the acre I would like to get I'm gonna try doing another acre before it gets too late in the summer where mm-hmm. and so that way I have a fall plot but I'm gonna run clover and chicory in this front plot yep and then. Uh, um, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to plant for my fall blend yet. Oh, okay. But I've actually been um, looking at that Northwoods seed. Yep, yep. So, um, but, yeah, like I said, it's you buy property. You have all these. You've always dreamed of having yep. property. You had all these ideas what you do, and then you buy it. And it's like, all right, now I got it. Okay, what do I? And, you know, people, it does take money. It takes time. And it takes, and I work, you know, I have a full life. So. Yep. But don't boil the ocean. No, <laughs> take on what you can take on. Exactly. <laughs> but that's where it kind of also boils down to. I want to make it into a place to where my kid can, my son can enjoy For sure. it too. Yeah. And he's getting to the age where uh, he's three and his grandpa's already bought him a dirt bike and has him on it. Oh, geez. So it's like, uh, he always says, you know, is your dad going to build you a dirt bike track? And I'm like, dad bought it for hunting, not for dirt bikes. <laughs> I said, grandpa's, I said, grandpa's got the place for the dirt bike track. Yep, exactly. But don't get me wrong. I'm not going to tell him he can't go ride out back right. if he wants to. Yeah. But so I'm hoping to evolve it into a, like I said, the pictures, I'll show you some. I think I sent you some throughout yep. this yep. last fall, but. I mean, a neighbor finding all them sheds. Um, I already got a buck on camera because I, I ran cameras for turkey season. That's the one downfall. Um, or that's one of my biggest things. I'm a huge turkey hunter, but I want to evolve. I want to make that property a little bit better for, for turkey turkeys. Yep. yep. And there was a few. Um, not a ton of them, but mm-hmm. uh, I have a ton of coons, which. Oh, yeah. With that creek in there and that creek bottom and everything. Yep. I mean, you're going to. You could probably start trapping in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and but I mean, you know, like I'm not too big on looking. Now that I've got the habitat, I want to obviously I want to take out some of those coons because they can be devastating to turkeys. Obviously. Oh yeah, to and the nests so, and all that. Yep. Yeah. So that's you know, 
I'm just going to have fun and enjoy it. And I've always dreamed of having my own property to do Hell stuff. Yeah, and dude. Now I have it. So Good for you, man. Yep. Well, good deal. I'm going to wrap this up. We're at an hour and a half right now. So oh, let's yeah. let's wrap this up. I, I do want to give you a chance to plug all your stuff. Yep. Um, plug everything. Tell everybody where you can, you know, consume your content and everything you got going on. Okay. Uh, I have Facebook, Instagram, Cody Pearson, and then Instagram is Cody Pearson 76, I believe. Um, I also have Life at Full Draw, Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, the Instagram is LAFD Outdoors. That is actually run by a guy. I have a crew uh, or team members out in Iowa, and actually I want to give them a little plug. Uh, we're working on they're actually they're full bore going now um opening an outfitting business out in iowa okay so they're gonna call it full draw full full drawn adventures yep llc um they're gonna be up and running this fall uh, very cool give them a look that i think he sent me what some, zone are they in do you know zone four zone four yep okay and i have four points right now so you um, could draw this year i could but I'm told what what four points with this year or four points going into like I have four points right like now. Like you put in for a point right now. Yeah. So, yep, I have four. So you could, okay. I so got you. I see I'll have saying. five. Yep. Yep. So I wanted to go this year, but I told the wife, asked me, you know, let's not. So I'm going to go. I already told her. I said next year. Next year. You'll draw next year. Yeah, I'll draw next You'll year. You'll draw this year for zone four. Yeah. And uh, so right now, just give them a little more plug. They already, already have almost 500 acres lease. They own nearly 300 there's two lodges that equaling like 8,100 square foot. It's all the properties are in zone four, uh, multiple box blinds, tree stands. Um, and they are willing to go pick up at three of the airports in Des Moines, Omaha, and Kansas City. Nice. So if you want, give them a look, Full Draw Adventures LLC. Awesome. And then, yeah, all my stuff. Is, and I shouldn't say I'm the best at it. I'm slowly getting into posting more on YouTube. But Cool. Yep. Good deal, man. Well, I'm going to sign off here. Thank you, everybody, for listening and all the downloads. That's what I always greatly appreciate. Cody, thank you for coming back on, man, hey. coming up here to the house and doing it. And appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, if you guys could go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review, that is always greatly appreciated. And uh, we're ramping up here. I mean, as this goes live, we're in June. So uh, Velvet is coming on strong right now. And, you know, Total Archie Challenges are going on right now. And getting those cameras out exodus renders get those out and uh yeah i can't wait for this fall so thank you very much man and don't everybody out there don't forget next week we'll be right here on the fall podcast